Hey everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this week we are joined by Brett Morris and Steve Panacara, who recently started their own motion design company called Ranger and Fox. In this episode, we discuss the origin story of their partnership, the beginning steps they took to building out their company, and many helpful tips for those that are looking to possibly start their own company. This episode is brought to you by LearnSquared. LearnSquared is an online art education platform that is founded and powered by industry-leading artists from around the world. The thing that makes LearnSquared unique is our community and the ability to connect directly with those that you admire and learn applicable and usable knowledge by those that are leading the way in their particular professional field. If you're interested in sharpening a particular part of your creative ability or just simply curious to see how others work and problem solve, head over to LearnSquared.com and begin your journey. Here we go, everyone. Episode 153 with Stephen Brett. Let's roll. First and foremost, thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it. Um, I know we kind of, Brett and I, we've been talking and conversing for uh, a little over a year, I think now. Um, yeah, a little while. Yeah. Yeah. You've been offering your your skills and knowledge to me in times of need in regards to octane stuff, which has been really kind. I appreciate that because, yeah, we um, all know how that can be. So, yeah. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, just for everyone listening, like uh, Ash has also helped me through a couple of pivotal sort of moments in the last last year or two. So oh. I'm glad that it's a, it's a two way street. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be a part of that because. It makes it feel a little bit more balanced then. So awesome. And we have uh, Brett's uh, business husband, right? Business husband, business husband yeah. yeah. Official, title. <laughs> Official title. Okay. Neither of you guys have helped me with anything. So. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. No, uh, yeah. It's, it's nice, to, nice to finally meet you, man. Yeah. It's great to do this on the podcast too because this is like such a, I don't know, it's become such a special thing, you know, it's such a special thing for people, everybody. So, and people really seem to um, allow it to help them evolve and grow And these conversations, help it, you know, people that might be isolated or not necessarily have, you know, people like yourself in their lives so they, they can have this as like something, a place of solace, I guess, you know, which is really great. Yeah, for sure. So, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we definitely feel in that position. Yeah often because even though we're in Los Angeles and we're kind of, you know, in the mecca of Los Angeles, I think there's still such a disconnect with the greater community. So, you know, the past couple of years that you guys have been on the podcast, it's been awesome to kind of tick off all of the, you know, heroes in our industry and actually get a little bit more insight into who they are and what motivates them. Yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love that knowledge spreading. (laughs) Well, I guess we could just dig right into it. There's so many things to cover. Um, I think what we want to talk about um, is going to be more of, of, of revolving around, you know, the industry and the inner workings of the industry and business, starting business, freelancing, all that kind of fun stuff, and just kind of shedding a light on some of these things. Um, I mean, that's kind of what I was hoping to get out of here. Did you have any ideas that you make sure topics that we want to make sure we cover in this conversation? I think holistically, I think that sounds good to us. Yeah. I mean, we're at a pretty interesting point in our careers, so. If anything, this can be like a great time capsule to kind of hold for ourselves that we can reflect on in like yeah. a couple of years. But also, yeah, anyone else that's thinking about making this transition, hopefully we can kind of yeah. shed some push, light. Push them over the edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. Let's do that. So maybe what we could do is have the both of you individually kind of 
explain where you are and kind of um, maybe like a, a little intro story kind of to where you've come from, just so people that are listening that aren't aware of you can get a better idea of, you know, getting a better sense of where you are now and, and helping the time capsule with a little bit more clarity for those that aren't aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my story started back in Sydney, Australia, like, I don't know, 12 or 13 years ago. Um, working in Los Angeles or overseas in general was a huge goal of mine. So basically just hustled, grinded as hard as I could, learned, absorbed everything I could and just kept pushing myself to the point where uh, I got invited to work at uh, Capacity, which is where Steve and I met. And um, we worked together for just about almost six years together. And throughout that time, we basically kind of, I, I think, we're on the same wavelength, I think, on pers- like on a personal level as well as what we see aesthetically and how we approach our work. And so uh, we actually lived together. And then when we moved, Steve moved in and was my roommate there. So we've definitely been like... You weren't joking about that. <laughs> this, is this is awesome. This, this is just like... I guess your undies too? That's awesome. <laughs> our partners kind of get it, but they don't. Yeah. Oh, I have the same thing, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's a whole different level of love, okay? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Brother love, brother love. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, we'll call it that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that, uh, you know, uh, my my son, we, we found out that we were having a baby um, a little while ago, about a year or so ago, and that sort of triggered my perception to look at my time and my ambition and goals a little bit differently, and that's what sort of motivated me to, step aside and resign from the company we're at and uh for the past for like seven or eight months I, I jumped in the freelance pool and had a really great time I, I worked with jake Sargent, who was one of you know my sort of bucket list designers to work with and um had a really kind of interesting experience in, in a really good way uh freelancing just kind of being thrown in the deep end uh, just kind of having to process a lot more than just you know showing up to work and and designing and animating um, like I had been doing for the previous you know, 10 or so years. And um, Steve can kind of speak to his point, um, how he transitioned out, but uh, basically the stars kind of aligned and we had been kind of talking about doing our own thing for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the stars aligned and we said, yep, there's no time better than now. And we kind of, you know, walked down the aisle Sign some contracts, and now, and now yeah, we're doing this new thing, and we're only like two months deep in it. But yeah, we've we've learned a ton, and it's just a really exciting time for us to kind of take that next chapter. And yeah, it's freelance, and then you guys have a company together. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So so I I went freelance for a minute, and mm-hmm. now as of two months ago, Steve and I are now operating under the new entity Ranger and Fox. So that is our business, and yeah. That's that's where we're 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 going working towards together. Killer, and we'll get into more details about the nitty gritty and all that kind of stuff, and the loopholes and all the, these kind mm. of things in that regard too. But yeah. awesome. And then the I'm sure the question that's on everybody's mind is is your child uh, Steve's biological child as well? I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just joking. I had to run into that joke. So. <laughs> Sorry, it's a bad joke. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
you know? <laughs> uh, he, he'll grow up to be a young, <laughs> a young boy and he's going to hear this conversation like what is going on here so i apologize it's a bad joke yeah <laughs> um, well, steve actually yeah. lives at my house because we were working out yeah. in my my uh spare room at the moment so my son leo gets to see steve just as much as he yeah, he's pretty awesome. probably confused as it, yeah. as it is <laughs> you guys look alike too uh, uh no. not really. No, okay. No. All right, cool. So yeah, yeah he will have some di- differentiations and that'll help him so he won't be too confused. Yeah, I wish I had Steve's that would be, ah, man. That would be no. <laughs> Awesome. And then how about you, Steve? How did this all come to bat? Like you know, like your origin story, where did this all kind of start for you and, and even further back, like what what's gotten you excited and, and like why have you decided to choose this way of life? Because it's obviously a, a total choice. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I mean, it's like all the way back to being a kid, just always into art and drawing and all that kind of stuff. And I grew up in in Michigan, um, in like suburban Detroit. And yeah, there's like a really, really good art school in Detroit, the College for Creative Studies. And it had always been my dream to go there. So ended up getting in and about, I went in for graphic design and about halfway through freshman year, um, I discovered motion graphics, and I was because I was really into animation as well. So I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this combines like animation and graphic design into one thing. Like that's what I want to do. So spent the rest of school just pursuing motion and everything. And um, the creative director at Capacity happened to go to that same school. He was from Michigan as well. So that's kind of how we synced up. And yeah, like two weeks after I graduated, um, drove out here, got hired at, at Capacity and started that whole journey. But um, yeah, when, when Brett started, it was like instantly bonded over Phil Collins. And <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it, was, it was good from the, from the start. We just hit it off. And like over the past couple couple years, just it's been really enjoyable working with him and like we kind of got into a groove where the two of us could just take on a project and we just had like a really good flow and, and pipeline. And um, it wasn't until we did uh, the pause fest projects that on our own time, like completely, you know, after hours, weekends and nights that we were like, all right, we kind of have something here like this. This could be good. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was always like, always kind of like I think everyone with a certain and kind of like creative mind has that ambition where you're like it's it's cool and nothing against people working in other studios or anything but that's just, great too just, yeah different flows. yeah there's always been that itch where it's like I just want to like build build something of of my own you know so yeah over the, the past couple of years all these conversations started to seem more and more possible and then after Brett took the jump out of capacity and, you know, just started planning it. And yeah, like Brett said, the stars just kind of aligned and just kind of took the lead. Phil Collins is blasting in the background. <laughs> yeah. Tears were coming out. Yeah. Brett was standing outside my window every night with a boom box just blasting Phil Collins. Yeah. He's not our own yeah, well, I'm just going to keep that going. You you open up the door. I'm going to keep that rolling throughout the whole episode. Sorry. Sorry, you 
you've Absolutely. you've you've led yourself open to it. But no, that's awesome. That's great to hear. And it's also just seems like it. I think some from my experience, the the best things in life happen naturally. Um, you know, like some things take work, of course, and they take um, you know that extra effort. But for the most part, I think a lot of the best. Um, you know, like for me, I, there was this podcast that I've been really loving. It's called uh, How I Built This. It's an NPR show. It's awesome. And you guys would probably love it too. And everybody listening out there, I imagine you would enjoy it as well. So check it out. But it's um, there was this one with the guy that made Five Hour Energy. And he was talking about like to him, business uh, is just common sense. You know, it's a matter of having that common sense. And it really resonated with me because a lot of times you think like with business and all these kind of big decisions in life it's like oh you got to really think about it and you got to like have all these things and ducks in a row and it's painful and all these yeah there's moments but for the most part it should be pretty uh, self-explanatory and it should naturally fall together just like a natural friendship should and if it isn't uh you're really fighting against it you should probably like maybe switch switch it up because work is no matter where what is is hard and that's going to be difficult but when you have a firm direction and, and, a, and a focal point and understanding of what it needs to be, it really usually helps um, yeah. the, the the whole transition to be just more natural because you're waste you're not wasting effort and time and precious energy on like you know trying to be like, do you like me? Come on, why don't you like me? You know, um, and that's in regards to partnerships and products you know so <laughs> yeah if it's natural it's more natural so that's great to hear so um let's talk maybe about um that transition then so like any kind of i know this is still quite fresh and you guys are still very green with it and this is a time capsule piece but is yeah. there is there um let's talk about the ups and downs you know because a lot of times we talk i, I talk about ro- freelance so romantically when in when in fact it is quite difficult and there and there are moments where i want to just pull my hair out um yeah. It's probably why I don't have much hair left, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so you made this transition. Um, creating a company is a whole different thing, I guess, um, from freelancing. But what has it been your experience thus far, and in, in your in your thoughts on everything, and you know, some lessons that you've been learning along the way that maybe you could share with other people that are in, interested or curious of taking the same approach. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I guess the the biggest thing that is kind of has to kind of be like you have to swallow it pretty quickly is just the the lack of stability i think when you you go out on your own if you have that level of confidence and belief in yourself you're going to eat but i think that uh that jump needs to be take like you have to take that step you can't just kind of have everything on a silver platter and uh for me that that was the biggest thing that i kept reminding my, myself that when i was transitioning out it was you know, it's not going to be an easy path. I'm going to have to, you know, um, earn everything that I get. But I can at least have the confidence or I should have the confidence in myself knowing that I can provide for my family and I can satisfy my creative needs because I have that experience that should hopefully get me uh, into the, the right conversation or having the right meetings with the people that I wanted to work with. And, yeah, you're right, like, starting a company is like a whole different beast. So from my experience, the, the freelance run that I had was was really interesting. I, I kind of got to meet a, a, an entire network that was right at my doorstep that I never got to fully utilize while I was staff. And uh, and then kind of stepping into the, the business owner shoes that we have uh, stepped into the last couple of months, it's kind of like, freelance but on steroids because mm-hmm. there's just so many other moving parts 
that you have to kind of juggle and we've been juggling pretty quickly. So yeah, yeah, like you said, like we're, we're what are pretty- some of those parts in regards to details? Uh, okay, so when I was freelance, uh, it was just a matter of uh, having some computer or a computer with some software, and I would work with the client, and I do my work, and I put in an invoice. Now there's two of us, and we're talking to clients that you know put us under a pretty serious contract. So we have to have a legal team that can actually um, review and digest what we're signing on the line to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to have IT support because now that we're in an actual scheduled project, we have to have the utmost confidence that the machines won't fail, we're not going to lose files, we're going to have... Um, how, how did you find these people? Because that seems to be a problem too, like um, finding a, somebody that knows, understands contracts and then also somebody that knows and understands like IT, um, yeah. That kind of stuff. How did you go about finding these people? Were these people that you had already previously known, or did you get a word of mouth? Or yeah, how did you find them? Craigslist, eBay. You bought them just on eBay. A, <laughs> a bathroom, a toilet stall. Yeah, so, yeah. Just toilet <laughs> talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Well, if if I take a step back for a second. Um, and just talk about the the components or at least the team that we've built around us because yeah. we do have a legal team, we do have an IT team, we have a business manager um, and we're currently talking to a consulting group as well. So for us, um, the reason why we have these people around us is to give us more time on the box and we don't want to waste time doing things that we're not proficient in or yeah. even, you know, <laughs> like qualified to do. Sure. Um, so we want to, we want to work with professionals and so, you know, and, and, and build up a good support around us. So our legal team is, um, we will, um, happily say the team. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's Julie Correa and uh, we actually, she was actually a recommendation from Jake Sargent. So awesome. she, Jake's she, got his got his stuff in on check too because he's very professional about his business as well. We've absolutely. had him on before in the past. If you've never listened to that episode, check it out. It's with Jake Sargent. He's awesome, and we, we did a couple episodes I think too, focusing mainly on freelancing and the art of it. So absolutely, yeah. And and working with Jake was a great experience in that respect as well because we were working with a. A pretty you know zipped up company so everything had to be kind of you know all the t's crossed and i's dotted so he really kind of shepherded me into that sort of world and, and you know learning the vernacular and the process and all that and so his law firm that he recommended has just been absolutely vital and such a, a tremendous help yeah, in the first it. couple of months that we've been working with her like we've had some pretty interesting uh situations come up and just having someone that you can you know, shoot an email, give a quick phone call, and absolutely feel totally comfortable in the situation, not doing anything that makes you, yeah, you know, scared of repercussions yeah, exactly. or anything. So that's that's been a huge thing, just having good legal legal representation. Um, our IT company is a newly formed company in Los Angeles called um, New Geometry, and that's like NU Geometry, and that's and that's Andy Fur. He like just by pure coincidence, I happened to check out the Motion Design Slack channel, hmm. and 
um, someone had asked that exact question, you know, I need, I'm looking for like a freelance IT support. What's the channel and, called for people that are interested? Cause I've so, heard of it too. It's a yeah, good it's, resource. I believe it's just motion design sweat. Just to type that into Google and it'll take you to the motherland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble if I'm not saying it. No, right. I think it's probably, it's, you'll, you'll yeah. find it if you're searching. So it's, yeah. it's the popular one. Yeah. There, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people on it. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, uh, someone just happened to say that and I, I can't even recall who said it. I gave Andy, the owner of the company, a call and I, I believe that was so new that their website at the time didn't even have a contact email. Or yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. we, we just got Andy at, like, you know, the starting point of his new business as well. And um, he's been amazing. He's got a small team of IT guys that have kind of helped get a lot of our infrastructure set up. And while we're kind of teething as far as building our pipeline out, we just feel, again, super comfortable that a quick email or a phone call, yeah. we can have someone log in, resolve it for us, and we just keep moving on. Yeah, and they, they get what we do, too, so they know exactly yeah what we're trying to do and the programs we're dealing with and all the, the pitfalls and, and that kind of stuff. So it's not like we're trying to educate them yeah. as, as we're building it, which is super helpful. Yeah, uh, that helps because it, it removes a lot of that confusion and stuff. They know your intentions and how to get you there. Exactly, yeah. 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 Like. I, I mistakenly said, oh, yeah, you know, we'd like to build the infrastructure so we can scale, you know, implying that, like, hey, a small sort of motion design studio might scale a render farm to, like, I don't know, 10 or 20 nodes. And Andy's like, oh, okay, so you're thinking, like, 1,000, 2,000, like, how, how big are you going to go? So those guys operate. They, they have been operating at, like, a really large scale for really big um, VFX houses. So they have the complete gamut of understanding, you know, small to large size businesses. So they've been instrumental just to kind of get us in the right place. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we're, they're coming around tomorrow actually to kind of get the next phase of our pipeline yeah. set up. And I think after this, we should be yeah. smooth sailing on, on the yeah. waterfront. And that, that's been like a huge thing. We've just been trying to like take our past experiences, frustrations, things that we would want to go like more smoothly or anything like that, just like a wish list and try to build that before the grind like really starts so that we're not, you know, there's not like half-assed file structures or, you know, stuff's not working right. It's like, no, when we land a huge job, we know that we're, we're on like great footing. It's not, there's not like those problems that don't get sorted at the beginning and then just become bigger problems as you yeah. scale. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah that's just common. Trying, trying to be really adamant about that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, for me, it's always been like a an issue scale because I work as freelance for my home. But sometimes I'll, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're, wearing, you're wearing all the hats basically, you know, and I'm yeah. fortunate enough. My wife partners with me and she takes care of a lot of the legal and the contracts and stuff because she's much better versed at that. But for the IT thing, I really just don't care. <laughs> like, why don't you work? You know, like <laughs> I get frustrated and I'm like, man, it'd be really awesome. If there was like, if I had contact or even like talked with these guys and they, like, you know, would you help individuals out? That'd be even something to consideration. Yeah. I probably, probably make no sense to them because it's not scalable or makes, you know, they wouldn't be able to make enough money for like the, the time it would probably take to do it. But, um, that'd be an interesting little angle for maybe if you're out there listening and you love IT stuff, 
and yeah. you don't need to like have this like crazy overhead. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know the company that you work with, but um, yeah. yeah, that's possibly another avenue. Cause I think that from my standpoint and we'll get into this later, but the future of the industry is going to be more or less smaller islands of people with powerful equipment because yeah. equipment's getting faster and smaller and, you know, exponentially growing. So, yeah. 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 And that's, and that's like a big part of the conversation as well, because we are a small studio, but we are also, you know, going to have to take on large deliverable lists and, you know, large scope uh, projects. And part of these like IT discussions we're having, um, you know, uh, we're, I'd say somewhat officially a redshift studio where we're, we're making the shift. Um, <laughs> no fun. No fun. Yeah. Um, we're making the shift. <laughs> we're sponsored by Redshift. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's uh, fine. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I just got the alpha actually. I, I haven't had a chance to test it out, but yeah, Chad yeah. Ashley's been really like pushing me to try it out, and so seems really yeah. stable and seems fast and seems rad. So yeah, it's, it's a matter of time. It's, it's really impressive, and and we've really battled like in the previous studio rep, we really battled the scalability of Octane. Yeah, and so um, we built out a pretty substantial sort of farm, and we just had to kind of work within their parameters. But with this IT company, um, you know, they understand what it means to have cloud computing and you know a really uh solid deadline structure for for the farm and so we're looking at redshift as something that can scale out to you know cloud computing and all that sort of stuff is so far above my pay grade when it comes to it and and trying to figure out how that works and they just get it like they just totally understand and they're like hey if you ever want to scale up and and have like an array of you know 100 to a thousand nodes all running redshift yeah we'll, we'll get that up and running for you so <laughs> just having having that yeah, power at your disposal yeah sure it costs us money it, it's a resource that we need to allocate but sure. it's a business expense exactly yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that's we just feel like we've got you know all of the right sort of uh you know the right people on our team yeah. at this stage yeah, that's awesome. And that's a, that's a smart move. And it's really cool that you're able to find the right people too. again, being at the right place in the right time and having your eyes open and looking and being on this like Slack channel just in time to see that somebody else has asked that question instead of like, you know, um, going, Oh, poor pity me. Like, I don't know the answer to this question. You're, you're finding it and seeking it out yourself, which is really great too. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's, that's great to know that. And it's probably got to be really gratifying to seeing like renders come through off of like, you know, a farm too. That's always awesome. Cause you're like, Oh, that was fast. This is awesome. So yeah. And I've already seen the results from Redshift live there. It's really fast too, because it's not like just getting barraged constantly, which is cool. So, um, yeah. but everything has its own skills and limits and limitations and at the same time, their own like power sets too. So, um, but yeah, so what's so we're here now. You got your you got your legal team, your IT. You guys are in the house, jamming it out. Phil Collins is on the <laughs> KY Jelly's out. I mean, wait, hold on, I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I painted for every picture. What's next then? Like, what are you guys, what's going on? Like, what's, so we're here, you got all your ducks in a row. Like, what's, what's your goals? What are you like wanting to focus on? What's your energy going towards? Like, have you guys written out your like mission statement? Do you guys know your values, your core values? Do you understand like what it is that you want to do and the goals that you want to reach and when? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, we've been talking about that since, since day one. That was probably like, the first thing we jumped into, we're just like, all right, let's try to like define this thing. And we haven't officially written anything down yet, but we both have like a really, a really similar idea of where we want to take this and yeah. the kind of work that we want to do. And yeah, and just like our our voice, basically, like you know, our our tone and everything like that. Like we don't want to take ourselves too seriously and and anything like that. We want to have fun, but we just want to make really cool shit and. You know, it, it's it's a lot of it is is being able to have the freedom to make what we want to make as well. Like we we want to try to strike up a good balance between doing really cool client work, but also making sure we have time where we can just really push ourselves creatively, do internal pieces. Like we we actually just delivered like our first our first big project, and we're already talking about an internal piece we're going to jump into like first thing first thing monday so it's like we're, we're just always trying to like keep our feet moving and, mm -hmm. and just yeah just make really cool stuff yeah and we we started off uh these discussions thinking that we wanted to go down the path of the traditional design studio as well as you know what is what is the traditional design studio to you guys uh i think a studio that has a I guess a, a hierarchy or at least yeah, like something, a, a brand that's positioned in the market that, you know, has a house style that has, you know, probably like a small to medium sized business that's anywhere between 10 to probably 30 employees. Yeah. Um, you know, every, every title from CD, AD, senior designer, junior yeah, designer, producer, producer line, producer, producer, court, yeah. you know, like a lot of moving parts and, you know, a well-oiled machine that has a process down. Uh, clients can go to them and know what, you know, what they're getting because they're paying for a service from that particular uh, studio. And that, that seemed to be something that we naturally gravitated towards because we were like, oh, it wouldn't be cool if we, you know, hired this person and, and grew this way. But the more we sort of process, like, and this kind of comes down to like the general mission statement yeah. or like, you know, our philosophy towards the business. It's like the more we processed, you know, how much work needed to go into the legal side, the, you know, the sales cycle with the client, you know, managing projects from the producing side, um, when it's just ourselves, it's like, you know what, we, if we have the right team around us that can help alleviate some pressure, it gives us more time in the box. And if we don't scale, we spend more time on the box. So I think as we've evolved this conversation over the, you know, X amount of months, we've realized that if we're selling ourselves at a, as an actual directing duo, we have the ability to um, work on projects infrequently enough that it does allow us to have free time to work on internal projects. And we keep the overhead low as low as possible. Um, so at least if, you know, we freedom. Do, yeah, yeah. We're, we're basically buying freedom. Or yeah. We're, you know, we're yeah. working 
freedom. And you don't so, have to feed the beast. Yeah. Yeah. Beeple is <laughs> telling me that that was one of his key secrets is that like he keeps his overhead low so that he has freedoms to do his everydays, you know, like, because exactly. like if you, if you have like, you know, a, a supercar and like a big house and like expensive relatives and stuff, you know, like you're just going to be stuck. You're going to be slaving at the machine because you're going to have no other choice because your, your, your way of life is just too expensive. So exactly. yeah. yeah, buying freedom is quite important. I think it's a very important aspect to be, to be aware of too. And does that help with like, with your, with your significant others being to, to talk with them, making sure that, is that kind of a hard thing as the sacrifice for you guys or is it easy? Um, we haven't run into anything. Yeah. It might be too early to tell. Like we, we haven't really had to grind, but yeah, it hasn't been, it's kind of, yeah, it's probably too, too early to, to make any calls on that front, but it's like, yeah, you know, I, I would say like compared to where we were in our yeah. previous employment, like, we're in control of our time. Yeah. So um, I've, I've seen my son every day yeah. since he's been born. And I've you know, spent a lot of time with him, which has been great. So you know, managing project scope and scheduling to our favor is something that we're going to benefit from down the line. So right now we've only taken on a few projects and we're working from home and, and we've been able to like cash flow the last sort of two months just from, you know, a couple of client projects. But we haven't found that we've been working crazy hours and it's it's been quite liberating just to work at home and be able to kind of pick and choose our hours. And yeah, uh, I, yeah I think our significant others are pretty cool. They're, they're pretty understanding. Yeah. Like that's like, yeah, they've, they've always been, like my wife's always been cool. She She's a producer. She's in the industry, so she gets it. She's probably working crazier hours than I am. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um yeah, it's like, you know, if we have to do if I have to work a couple hours on the weekend or something, it's like it might be different now because it's like for it's for like me. It's you know, it's not like oh, I have to go into the office. Sorry, Arnie. It's like, no, I'm either coming over to Brett's, who's right around the corner from me. I live like right around the corner, or I'm just working on my box at home. And and yeah, she's it's it, it's a different feeling when when you're doing it for yourself as opposed to doing it for somebody else's dream. I don't know. It it's easier to justify, I guess. Sure, definitely. It always is too. When it, it is for yourself, it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. You know, it's like you yeah. have a. A whole different experience with it because then there's there's a shift of values you know i think that's the key probably yeah. the key to your your collaboration is that your core values are matched you know and when you yeah. have aligned core values i think it's really important too but um you'll really you guys should definitely check out that how i build this podcast because there's a lot of different spectrums everything from people that like 1-800 junk or like there's all kinds of different um like companies that have built like crate and barrel and like things you would i just never would have <laughs> thought of but are really relevant to just having a business and starting a business and understanding the flow of a business and like the key core things, you know, like um, there's a couple of books that you might enjoy too. Um, if you're interested in like audiobooks, which I consume a lot of them is um, delivering happiness by uh, Tony Shea. He's the guy who created Zappos and it's a really, it's a really good book because it really kind of gets, it's, there's a little things that probably you won't, you won't find total value in, but 
Um, some of it will, and you could just kind of convert some of the values that he had, but his whole goal was just making a company that had really great company like morals and values so that if, and when you do decide to scale up that it will make sense for you. And like, it'll be like, it'll be easier cause you'll have like all this guidance from these people that have shared their, you know, their thoughts and knowledge and stuff, which is cool. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I think I had that shot listed at some point to, to buy. Yeah. Or, um, I think the other one is a uh, good to great. I think. Yeah. Good to great, which is another like really like kind of fundamental key core value book that will really kind of help um, you understand just kind of like how uh, it's this one is actually really great because it's not opinions. It's like a lot of these books are like, this is my opinion on how you do great things. This one's like a legitimate study that was like 10 years in the process of making watching and following companies that went from good to great and that difference between like a good company and a great company. So it's just like pretty much amazing <laughs> like yeah uh, like rock solid uh ad- advice from 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 like that the the author and stuff and the people that put together that massive study so that's yeah. a that's a really good one and also if you're listening and that's something of interest to you like you should definitely check those out too there's there's multiple different levels to this if you're just watching, listening to this going like i mean i just want to paint a cool picture and then it's awesome <laughs> like that's yeah like to be in your shoes is great because like there's a lot less confusion and frustration that goes with it but if yeah. you're later in the game and you're like you know i want to build a company and i want to do all these different things i want to be multifaceted and i want to have all this and blah 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 you're just adding complexity but it, how you add complexity is really the key i think and when you bring it in and in how you deal with it i think it's the key um how's your client relationships going like how are you managing to like you know acquire clients because like, you don't have to do the details obviously but like a general for people that might be afraid of this transition um and one of the main things is like oh you know what if the phone doesn't ring or whatever or the email doesn't i don't know what would you say like the, the email doesn't inbox i guess <laughs> so i think of the, the 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 correlation there but right. yeah. the, the inbox isn't um isn't <laughs> yeah um but like yeah how how is it for you did you was it just something like did you seek out people did you reach out to them did you tell people that you guys were that you guys existed and that you were you know ready to go or how did it work for you guys well a little bit of everything actually yeah um I think, I mean, we, we did a job with Maxon uh, a couple of weeks back, and that was just brought to us from the existing relationship. Um, you know, they came straight to us. They, they kind of knew that I was doing my own thing and getting that off the ground. So they're like, yeah, perfect timing. Here, here's some work. Um, we've gone down the route of, you know, cold emailing people that we uh, are interested in working with and also, you know, just generally people that we're aware of in the industry. And then we did have one person just kind of put us in contact with a with a like a mutual friend of theirs, and that spurred yeah. on some some work out of that. So it's the sales cycle is definitely something that we're going to have to skill up a lot on. Yeah. But we're looking into options for you know bringing a rep on and and more back to that like support network um, mentality where you know the less time we do, well the less time we need to spend on on an area of the business that requires an expert and gives us more time on the box where we can wear the expert hat, I think is, you know, more beneficial to the to the long term success mm-hmm. of the company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we're just kinda of like a little bit early on on giving like a rock solid answer yeah. to that. Yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah. And it takes time too, to get that rhythm as well. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and, and client relationships take time and effort as well. And, and, and most of the time, what do you think is like, I have my own thoughts on this, but what are you, what do you think are the key, like three main key things when de- dealing with clients and, and establishing that um, relationship? What are the three key values that you keep in mind so that you can continue that relationship? Well, we actually, we go like when we're first talking to a client, we actually pick this up on, um, you ever look at Rev, RevThink? Have you heard of that? Motionographer did a write up on them a little bit ago. What's it called? RevThink. RevThink. Yeah, they're, they're like a creative consulting firm and everything, but they have like really, really good articles on their site. Um, but they, they talk about, it's like the three R's, it's like, Real, like, would it look good in your portfolio? Um, it's the other one. Relationship. Relationship, like, are these people that you would want to work with? Are they good people? And then revenue. revenue, that's it. Yeah, so it's like, is the budget good? Will it look good on your site? Are they good people? And their whole thing is like, if one of those is a no, like, seriously consider not doing it. Like, it, it should take all the boxes. And if two of them are a no, then yeah, just flat out turn it down. But that's kind of like initially when, when a when a client comes in or you know, where we're thinking about working with somebody, then we try to run it through that. Mm, yeah, that filter. Yeah, and we and we have uh, a somewhat of a like an internal funnel of certain questions. Yeah. Of how we're trying to um, understand who the client is because. Just to the relationship point that Steve was mentioning, like we've been fortunate that we've worked with clients who we genuinely like, and and there's been a lot of respect, mutual respect on both parties, and because of that respect, we've gone as you know we've tried to go above and beyond delivering something that not only makes them look good to their higher ups, but something yeah. that we're proud of as well. So I think the respect part is. That's pretty huge. That's it's probably, it's like, probably the biggest yeah. thing that we can we can you know say is applicable to yeah. the people that we've been working with so far. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, early on, you can't you can't be shooting down everyone. You're like, ah, sorry, man. Like, I have to turn you down. It's not going to look good on my portfolio. You know, <laughs> like you know, yeah. in the beginning, sure. uh, there's you have to say yes to a couple things. But we we've been pretty fortunate that yeah. the people we've worked with so far, we've been able to do really cool work and you know they've been great people and, yeah and and actually like the biggest the the um the area that we are most happy about in this situation is right now is the fact that we have leverage to say no that's great. So, so unless we are working with someone who we genuinely like and you know sincerely want to do good work for um, if there's no budget or the creative's not that good, we can still fill that case yeah. in those. So I think, you know, while we're nimble and, you know, we, we're keeping a pretty lean ship over here, we have that luxury. And I think as long as we, as long as we can hold on to that luxury, I think the better it is for us because it means that we can say no to clients. Like, actually, we just turned down a really, a pretty big, yeah. like a, yeah, a, like a huge project that could have been, massive not only in scope but budget as well but we just didn't feel like it was the right fit for us and it didn't make absolute sense for us to take it on so even though on paper it might have looked silly to say no to a job like that we just felt like 
um, no, you know, we'd rather do our own internal project because we can. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, that's good, and it's 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 um, well, it's applicable knowledge. It's good to know. Um, yeah, because yeah, I think it's like I I would equate it back to also like Tim Ferriss. He has a podcast I listen to from time to time, and I think it was him that was mentioning that like if it's not a hell yes, then don't do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of his barometer. Like hell yes, you know that means you're gonna do it. If it's not, then it's like then don't do it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Well, there's only so much time in the day and how you use that time is really going to define your own overall success. Cause yeah. you can yeah. use it all over the place and, you know, get, it just be a big mix and a mass and just a big mesh of things, you know, but if you, if you don't have your priority set, that's yeah. really, I think that's a real key thing. And that's when you start to see like, you know, Oh, why did that company it was so good? And why, what happened to it? And it's the reason why is for the most part, they're, the, their core priorities shifted and then also their priorities shifted to right. something. And it's not even like, you know, it's like good people turn bad, you know, like it's unintentional. They're like, dude, I just need to pay the bills. Like I have yeah. to, I have to make, I have to make $300,000 a month to crack my egg. You know, like I have to do that. It's like, oh, yeah. wow, like that's so scary. You know, like uh, for me personally, I would always just look at, I would find out information or numbers about companies and what they, and I was like, wow, that's just too much burden for me. I would rather, keep just work from home and do what I want to do and but everybody has their own their own things you know I have friends that run companies that although it's nearly killing them they still enjoy it I don't think they would do anything other other else you know so I think it works for them but yeah Yeah. I I completely agree because we we stepped into kind of the the business owner mentality and started like you know assessing other companies you know based on the employees based on you know location whatever they're commercial lease would cost them and then you look kind of just like you know very very loosely sort of work out numbers and you're like wow their burn rate must be like 200 grand a month like yeah what what sort of clients are they do they have to bring in like what sort of sales cycle do they have to have to facilitate that amount of work yeah and you know are they putting their employees um creative satisfaction at the absolute utmost priority when you know discussing those those um, projects and you just kind of like well do we want to put ourselves in that position and, and have to like you know turn around to a, te- a team of ours and go hey guys we're working on a depends commercial like <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> yeah, i've been yeah. at studios that had to do that too just to pay the bills most yeah. studios don't even show half the work they do that's why it's really a quite an achievement when you have these like you know, companies like Pixar, for example, like massive conglomerate machines, you know, before the Disney merger, like even before that, like just these huge operations of just crazy overhead. Can you imagine the the overhead of Pixar for a day? Oh, it's it's insane. It's yeah. like I can't even imagine has to make a billion dollars. You're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, this movie has to make a billion dollars or we just don't. We don't. And then so then you're then you're sitting there going like, well, I guess we need to appeal to like you know, this demographic, and then you're just, and not to say that they are, but I'm just saying that this has happened to other companies and and, yeah. and you just see it transparently. You're just like, yeah. either you see it or you feel it and you go, this isn't the same thing. This isn't as genuine. And I think that's really a key thing. And when you're starting a company and you're quite small and you're really starting to establish those things, I think it's, I think it's really key. And that's why this is a good time capsule because I think it's really, really important to know where your priorities lie and where you're going. Because if you don't know that, 
you might as well not even be in a business because that's really the scary thing. That's a scary thing to be in because like you're going to end up just in some weird position, you know, like there's, it's some, it's good to have some serendipitous things. Like, have you read the creativity incorporated book? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great book. And he talks about that and the importance of serendipitous moments and putting those like, you know, these two different types of working people together and what you get from that alchemy is what really like resonates with like the growth of a company. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's some really interesting things. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of good stuff in that book. Yeah, I love the uh, brains trust that they they told yeah. about. You know, just put, putting like you know these insanely talented writer directors in the room, and there's just a level level of candor like in that room where anyone can shoot your stuff <laughs> down. You know, if they don't like it, and I think it keeps them all pretty honest, and yeah. and it's it's yielded amazing results in that in that room. So I'd like to think we've got like a little bit of that going on. Like we we keep it pretty honest around mm-hmm. here and. I think, yeah, it's, it, the more you can, um, you know, find those applicable and tangible things to, to use in the business, I think it makes us, makes, you know, in the individual or at the business level, you know, stronger. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's good to, I mean, communication is all about honesty and keeping things honest. I remember even in the good to great, I think it was like they were talking about like, a company like they disagreed to just be direct and honest on their calls and, and meetings and stuff. And they like, they cut their meetings time down to like 10% of what it like, like, like they cut it 90% basically. Like a lot of it was just like shuffling and be like, Oh, I don't know. And it's like, no, just like that sucks. This is good. Let's keep moving, you know, yeah, like, right. onwards. Let's keep going forward. I mean, not in a, in an asshole no. way, but it's just like, yeah. Yeah. this could be better. And th- that's all communicating too. There's another book. I keep dropping a lot of books. This is like the most books I've dropped in the one episode, but I think it's cause we're not focusing Actually, on like just yeah. one thing, but, um, yeah. industry or, um, emotional intelligence, incredible book. And it's helped me a ton because I, I suck at it sometimes. Like being able to have like really good empathy and, and be able to communicate properly. It's like, it's always been something that I've struggled with. I've been trying to work on it throughout my life. That's what the podcast is another lesson for that. But emotional intelligence is a really great book because it'll help you achieve those kind of things. Um, those kind of like complex, uh, topics and things, um, quite easily or understanding why you might've been upset at a certain time, you know? So, right. Yeah. yeah um, that's, that's really important. And like, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, there's a way to say things that, yeah, you, you can be blunt and direct, but not an asshole, but the opposite, like, I feel like overly sugarcoating or being like yeah. passive aggressive and not liking something, but not saying you don't like it and him and him and hauling over. Yeah. It just like creates such an unproductive environment. Yeah. So, like, um, it's no good. It does no good for anybody really. Yeah. It creates hostile and stuff. And like, it's you, that's when you turn somebody that's really great into something bad. And it's something that it's just like, it's a constant learning lesson, you know? And for me, I'm fortunate that I'm just trying to learn it as I go. And I'm thankful that my partners and stuff are patient with me through my (laughs) many issues. (laughs) That's good though. It's important to have those, you know, partners in your corner to help you out as you go through it and stuff. So killer um let's see what i got what i got here um dream project what would be for you guys like you know this is the best and you don't have to name the name but but just like those key things and why those are key to you like what are those what's that dream client like oh man that's phil collins right yeah dude (laughs) (laughs) what if he's a total jerk though he's just a total (laughs) egomania diva like damn it (laughs) 
hate Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, if we could, if we could plan the set list for Phil's tour that's it. and do the visuals to it, hands down, that's we made it. it. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well there you go. That's that yeah. was quick. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. Dream clients like, like it might be a little ambiguous. I think it's like, and I'm speaking for myself. I don't know if Steve's going to be on on the same page, but like. I would just say insert client here, but the experience that I have making that, if it's satisfying creatively and I challenge myself and I walk away feeling really proud of the mm-hmm. project, that is the dream project. And I've been fortunate enough to do a handful of those projects with Steve. So I think like I'm at my career, at the stage of my career where I don't care who the client is or who, what brand it is or anything like that. It's all about the the journey and the process for me and the people <laughs> the people yeah because yeah. honestly like you know you could you could throw me like tic tacs or just i don't know some like generic company yeah yeah and if that ky helps, jelly yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, that'd be like a really fun fluid project i mean <laughs> fluid dynamics thinking particles yeah. x particles everywhere Action. yeah man that would be fun so you know insert whatever client whatever <laughs> brand and if that project is something that i could look back at in a year from now and still be happy with it i think that's kind of the dream project because i think like i'm my own worst critic and i can look back on work that i did six months ago and not want to look at it so i think it's yeah Yeah. it's less about the the actual client and more about the process and and the journey with it Mm. yeah do you concur steve so Mm. <laughs> I concur. <Yeah. laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Uh, passion projects. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but how are you guys managing it? What's your ratio now? If like, is it 50, 50? I try to keep it as much 50, 50 balance as possible. Passion projects, 50 uh, client projects on the other. Cause they, they feel one another. And so what's the ratio for you and how important and why? No, no, that's cool. I've, I've noticed that about about you (laughs) it's cool no it's cool that you do that we we're probably still too young to say like a lot of it the the initial stuff was like branding all that kind of stuff and and everything like that but we look at our website it's one out of the four projects is personal yeah so yeah yeah at the moment and then right now yeah and then we're gonna do another yeah we'll do another internal one after this let's try to hit 50 Awesome. Yeah, if, it, if it's if that's what you want, yeah, if it's, yeah. If, but even if it's a third to two thirds yeah. or whatever it is, I think yeah, I think we're gonna have a little bit more of a track record to know for sure. Yeah, like it if, would be ideal to do fifty. Yeah, sure. like at the end of the year, if we look back and we're like, crap, we didn't really get to do that much like cool creative stuff or you know stuff on our own, then kind of reassess. But yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think our internal projects um, perspective has changed a lot since we actually started this company because going back to the pause fest thing, that came out of a place of Steve and I feeling like this massive urge to just create something that was the best thing we had ever created. And I think we achieved that because, you know, I, I think that's the most important project of my career and it's something that we've got on our site and we're you know, incredibly proud of it. But we're going into this next internal project and we're thinking about it more of like, okay, how, what areas of our pipeline are we 
maybe not as strong as we could be. So yeah. what could we include in this next internal project? What type of clients could see or what type of sectors of the industry, of yeah. industries could see this project that we want to work with? You're checking out our site and like, all right, what's, what's missing here from the puzzle? Like what yeah. do we want to be doing that we're not showing right now? Yeah. Like that that kind of thing and just yeah trying that, to that's on. why they're key i think is because they allow you to have that vision of your weaknesses and uh, and if you're willing to you can go like okay this is a problem i don't know how to do that yet yeah. this is important so now it's time to use this project this passion project to exploit that and make me make myself better so exactly so. yeah one, yeah. thing I, one thing I like to close these conversations off with is something that of a takeaway for who's, whoever's listening to this. And um, if you're if you made it through this, this, uh, this point, I usually like to ask you guys um, the best piece of advice that you could possibly give yourself, something that you would give yourself, you know, let's say five years ago, if you can give your future self that advice, what would that advice be from either one of you? What, what are those key things? You know, it could be big or small, it doesn't matter, but what are those key things that maybe you can leave the, the listener with? Oh man, going deep. Yeah, never lose the desire to keep learning. I'd say that's, that's yeah. something that keeps me going. And it's, with, yeah, with me, it's probably just been like trying to, continue to push yourself it's like kind of cliche but push yourself out of your comfort zones it's like like even taking the leap from a staff job of seven years into this new you know unproven ground it was like terrifying to say the least you know but it's like just had to like muster up that courage just be like nope f it i'm doing it and like you know a couple other moments you know like the pause fest thing itself it's like do we want to take this on like just doing stuff that like really pushes pushes yourself and gets you out there and yeah i don't know that's probably probably what i would say awesome yeah great stuff guys i'm wishing you guys the best of luck and everybody out there i'm sure as well um thank you guys for being here and for sharing your journey with me is there anything else that you wanted to make sure you mentioned before we end this um, I'd just like to ask um, if Blake Foley could play golf with us one day. That would be my answer. <laughs> <That's laughs> <actually, yeah. laughs> that's, that's a little broadcast I'd like to get out there. Um, but no, uh, we've, we've had a huge amount of support from our friends in our network, and it's been incredibly encouraging yeah. for us to kind of take this plunge. So, you know, for anyone else that's also in a position where they're maybe thinking about either going freelance or you know setting up their own company um i'd say it's it's hard but it's so so worth it and that concludes this week's episode big thank yous to brett and steve for coming on the show and sharing their time with us this week you can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at the collectivepodcast.com slash 153 along with links to our facebook twitter and itunes podcast page have an amazing day everybody go out there be powerful be prolific peace out